You know, every time I type in Podbean, because Podbean is the website that I use to record these um, podcasts, I type in PO and it goes straight to Pornhub. In my MacBook, I don't watch that much porn on it. And I don't know why it automatically goes to Pornhub instead of Podbean. Because I don't, I, I think I watched a little too much Pornhub in the past. I've had this MacBook for a long time and um, I think I've caught, I didn't know it was possible for a MacBook to catch catch viruses, but um, I think I probably have a couple, but you know, so I just use it a very, very simple usage of the MacBook now. It's just to record something, put it on there and that's it. I really don't, and like sometimes I use it for Word but uh, I got my iPad now for that, and hopefully the iPad doesn't catch things. You can always rely on the iPhone, though. The iPhone will never catch a uh, a virus. I should probably knock on wood here. I caught a virus, though. COVID. I'm back now, like I said in the last one, um, the last episode. I'm feeling much better now. Feeling good. My other roommate tested negative, so that's great. And I don't know if I tested negative but I feel much better. I don't feel like a complete heap of shit. And I could actually, you know, take a couple steps without dying. And I feel motivated enough to uh, get up in the morning. So it's a win. It's a win for me. It's uh, currently snowing, flurrying in Colorado. I'm cold as shit. And, you know, it's just that time of the year now. Um, I left Florida in the sun to uh, come back here and be in the winter. and um, But it's really, it's always sunny in Colorado, but um, not today, not today. So that's why I'm doing this podcast. Not that I wouldn't, but you know, it's just, it's easier to stay inside and, and record things when you can't go outside because it's too cold. So today we are talking about what my last uh, Instagram post was, MDMA. MDMA, Molly, um, ecstasy, if it is mixed with um, caffeine or, you know, ketamine and other things. But Molly is the, Molly is the thing today. Molly is the subject. It is called 3,4-methylenidioxymethylamphetamine. So say that three times. (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about it today because I believe that it's a great thing to talk about, really. And there's a lot of things going on in the the psychedelic studying area of the world and um, like MAPS. MAPS is a big organization that if you guys want to know anything about psychedelics, you just go there and then they'll tell you all of the things, all of the things. But um, I'm just going to break down probably the most common drug that we all know because everybody knows Molly, whether you've done it or not. Um, I'm not saying I've ever done it and I'm not saying that I've never done it. I'm not saying that I ever or I never have. So um I feel like I could talk about that. I feel like, you know what, I I, I have, I have done that. And I don't know, I think everybody can, you know, we could all talk about the past, you know. I drank alcohol when I was not of age. I think we all have. And, you know, there's just nothing wrong with that. So I have done MDMA. And I will say, 
you know, back in the day when I did it, it was fabulous. It was a great time. And I think it would be fabulous really for anybody because of the science behind it. And it just floods your fucking brain with serotonin. I mean, who wouldn't? It would be pretty weird if you didn't feel good on MDMA. Some people do get anxiety. And if you are not well, um, if you're not good at uh, keeping yourself calm, which even though sometimes like people with, I know people with anxiety that take MDMA and they love it. So it's just, I think it's the ecstasy part. The ecstasy is the pressed pill. And that's the one when the molly, which is short for molecule, that's where we get that name and not from you know, some chick that named Molly that really loves to, you know, get fucked up on Molly. But it's 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 the the pressed pill with the that's mixed with like the caffeine or another amphetamine or if it's mixed with ketamine or if it's mixed with bath salts. Hopefully you're not getting that one. But, you know, that's the that's what ecstasy and I think that's the people who have anxiety. Those are the ones that are affected by that. Um, ecstasy is usually the one that gives you a little bit more anxiety because when you take ecstasy, you're feeling a little uh, it's it's like caffeine mixed with an amphetamine. So, I mean, it's like you taking a heavy dose of Adderall and then five shots of espresso. So, you know, it'll it'll get you pretty anxious. You know, the Adderall will make you feel good. But then when you add a bunch of caffeine to it, hello. So MDMA, um, I'm talking about it because it is in the news lately. Or not lately, it's been around for a while. But back in the day, in like 1976, that's when we started noticing it. It was first synthesized in 1912 um, by some guy. I didn't really write that down, but I don't think it really matters. And it does give him props, but I don't know his name. And it was uh, the psychoactive effects started, you know, becoming discovered back in the 19 in 1976, I believe is the year. And, you know, that's when people were going to Woodstock. I think I don't know when Woodstock was. That's actually really bad that I don't know when that was. But it's also not bad because why would I know that? Um, but, you know, when people were just like that was like everyone was love and peace. And then when the wars were happening and stuff, nobody really wanted to go to war. Everybody wanted to be happy and have a feeling of connectedness. And, you know, so I'm bringing up this drug, this this pretty little drug and I'm not condoning drug use again but again let me let me just state this like I said in my Instagram post I'm not condoning drug use I'm just giving information on it because it is going to be used hopefully I believe it will be accepted by the FDA to be used in a um, therapeutic setting but that's what's happening in the news lately we are on phase three uh in order to, it's like the final phase of research for the FDA to clear this uh, this medication. Hopefully we can use it as a medication and not call it a drug, even though it is technically a drug. And, um, you know, MAPS is, that, uh, is what I was talking about. That's where I get all my information. Well, the majority of it, and they are studying it for um, the therapeutic use of PTSD, and that's just post-traumatic stress disorder for people who have gone through war, um, violent crimes, traumas, sexual assault. And also they're, you, they're hopefully going to be using it on autistic adults with um, social anxiety. It will help out with the social anxiety as well as anxiety related to life-threatening illnesses. So a lot of people, um, they have done studies on people 
especially this is with psilocybin as well um but psychedelics have been given to people who are in you know stage four cancers where they have been given you know a a life-threatening diagnosis and it actually removes not everybody but the majority that they have done Um, a lot of the studies have been effective on removing the the uh, fear of dying which is I think a pretty beautiful thing um, for everybody really not I don't want to say fear of like removing your fear of dying like you you could go jump off a roof and then think that you're not going to die I'm talking about people who you know are not done living their life and they get diagnosed with something and they have to live for the remaining you know years or months or days of their life uh, thinking that they're going to die and then it kind of um, it it removes the fear of that and it kind of uh, helps rewire their brain to think in a different way so MDMA why is my computer doing this this fucking I'm telling you things just pop up on here and it's because I watched too much Pornhub in the past so MDMA it's uh it's comes in like a rocky form um, it's a great boxer. Just kidding. That was a stupid joke. But it comes in like a, a pure like white uh, crystal looking form. And uh, it is usually taken in uh, like little capsules or you could just snort it or put it in your mouth or drink it with water or, you know, some people snort it. Ew. But uh doesn't taste too great, I will say. does not taste too great. But once it hits... Once it hits your digestive system and uh, it's absorbed through the blood, it produces some pretty uh, great effects. And I'm not, again, I don't want to say that I'm, I, I, I'm going to go over the negatives first. Okay, let me just do that because just in case people, you know, want to skip over the negatives. MDMA is an amphetamine. An amphetamine is meth as well meth that people die on that their teeth fall out that their life and their body and everything else decays that is what meth is meth is not a good thing meth is also a adderall is a form of meth it's just it's one molecule away from it and you know i think mdma is like a lot of molecules i don't know it's it but it is an amphetamine and it does cause issues okay there have been studies, and you know that I like, if you're listening to my uh, podcast, you know that I'm all about science, and I like to put the science out there. There has been studies done on brains of people, as well as rats, where if they are chronic MDMA users, their brain tissue does shrink. They have little parts of their tissue on the brain that uh, a lot of them, the, the place where the serotonin is held in the brain is a little bit decayed or a lot of bit decayed. There are, you could look it up, but there is a lot of issues in long-term MDMA use for people because it is, it's technically not addicting, but meth is addicting. So it is addicting. It's, it's, uh, people love the feeling of having serotonin rush through their brain. I mean, serotonin regulates your several processes within the brain. 
processes, and I always wanted to say that word, but several processes in the brain. Serotonin is a neuromodulator that affects your mood, your emotions, your sleep, your appetite, um, your perceptions of things, your memory, but also causes it, it, it does things with your anxiety, but too much serotonin obviously feels delicious. It's euphoric. It makes you feel open, accepting to everything. You're unafraid. You're just connected. If you are listening to this and you've taken MDMA before, you know what I'm talking about. If you are at a, a lot of people like to take it, just like they like to take all these other drugs. At, they like to take it at clubs or they like to take it at music festivals. It causes light sensitivity. So when you see bright lights, um, a lot of people like to like, it's called boosting where like if you're on the drug, people come around with like lights in front of your face, like different color lights, or they have those little like those glove things where they do this crazy fucking like pattern with their fingers. And then when you stare at it, your brain is processing that and you have a light sensitivity caused by the MDMA. So it's even flushing some more serotonin and that's why it just kind of boosts you. And it, it rushes in some dopamine as well as some norepinephrine. Oxytocin has been shown in studies where it's higher when you take MDMA and the oxytocin is that drug that mothers have when they give birth with their baby. They feel the baby, like the connectedness to it. Sometimes people have that when they're around their dogs, anything. It just makes you feel love. Oxytocin is the love chemical. It's the love neuromodulator. It likes, it makes you feel connected. So serotonin is flushed in the brain along with, you know, a good amount of those other neuromodulators or neurotransmitters. And um, your pupils get dilated, your jaw clenches. I'm wanting to like, I've been trying to like look at why your jaw clenches during um, MDMA, but I, I haven't really found an exact answer. I don't think there's not that many studies, honestly, going on with MDMA. Hopefully later on we'll be able to, you know, in the future, there will be a lot once they um, legalize it. But I think it's because like you have, you're just feeling so much and a lot of people like to chew gum because it just like, it, it makes it easier on the jaw because if you, if you know what I'm talking about, I mean, if you've done MDMA before, You've woke up in the morning with a sore jaw and not because you were given blowjobs all night or something. It was, it's literally just because you're clenching, um, tooth grinding, muscle tension, chills, sweating. Um, but you have to understand I'm, I'm given the, uh, I kind of just gave like a lot of the good things that you feel from it, but the negatives are it can affect your blood pressure. It can overheat your body. It can dehydrate you. And sometimes people who get, they, well, obviously, if you're too dehydrated, you're not drinking enough fluids, you can pass out that way. If your brain and your muscles and everything are not getting enough electrolytes and stuff, a lot of issues can happen with that, a lot of heart issues. But also, some people drink too much water on MDMA because they think, oh, I'm not going to get dehydrated. So I need to keep drinking and drinking and drinking a lot. And also it dries your mouth off and stuff. So a lot of people like to drink too much water and then they deplete the shit out of their electrolytes. And then they have hyponatremia, which is low salt. It's low salt in the serum in your body and low salt equals heart issues as well. A lot of people can get into very serious issues with taking too much MDMA or if you're if you're a chronic user of it. So I'm again, I am not condoning that. This is not like taking psilocybin. This is not like taking 
DMT. This is not like taking ayahuasca. Well, ayahuasca can also do some stuff too, but this is a serious thing because it's fucking meth. All right. It's like, it's a molecule of meth. So obviously you have to understand that there's some issues that go along with it. But so I have to give the negatives, obviously, because I need people to understand that this is, listen, I'm a nurse, okay? I would not be going on this podcast condoning drug use, okay? I'm just here to educate because I am very into mental health, and I think that psychedelics and ketamine and all these other um, plants and drugs that are being uh, studied, I believe that they are a game changer for the uh, our future, and um, so that's why I'm going over it. So, like I said, it flushes your brain with serotonin. Um, that's what it primarily releases, but that's basically what it is. And that's, I mean, there's not really much else to talk about it with like the 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 biomechanics of it or the uh, the epigenetics or whatever it is. There, there's no. Uh, that's basically what it does. It's just it's something that you take. It's originally derived from plant oil. That's called saffron or saffron, which um, some people have heard of the drug sassafras. Uh, it's kind of the same, kind of not the same, but uh, MDMA is derived from that plant oil of saffron. And yeah, it just it produces effects that kind of resemble like a stimulant as well as a psychedelic. A lot of people, it's not really a um, visually wise, it's not like you're you're looking at a chair and then you see it become alive or like if you're on, you know, psilocybin and you look up in the sky and you see a bunch of like, you know, geometric shapes and stuff. It's not like that or when you're, you know, you're you're doing mushrooms and you're standing in front of somebody and then you're just looking at them and then they have like 15 eyes rolling around their two eyes and there's just a bunch of eyes rolling around on their face it doesn't do that mdma is more of a uh, a sensory overload you get uh like i said the light sensitivity everything kind of is like when you see a bright light it's just like it feels good to look at it and it um it causes like your the the senses in your skin a lot of people that's why they feel connected also they love to like touch and hug and like all that and it just feels good when you're when you're touching somebody all of your your senses are on steroids the the music sounds amazing and it's kind of like it's kind of like when you're listening to the music you could kind of like feel the music in your body and that's why it's been so popular in the music scene and um you know things taste good after you don't really have an appetite when you're on MDMA but then afterwards uh, and this is the same with like this is the same with psilocybin too, and a lot of other things that like really flush your brain with serotonin is like the aftermath. You kind of uh, everything kind of tastes good, like. But I think it's more of the fact that you're just it puts you in the moment, and that is what that's where the therapeutic sense comes from. These these drugs and these plants, okay? It puts you in the moment. It shuts off that part of your brain where you're thinking too much in the future. You're thinking about the past. It puts you right here, right now. If you're at a music festival, you're looking at the, you're listening to the music and you're looking at the lights. Why do you think DJs have crazy light shows behind them? I don't want to say that it's all because of MDMA. It also looks really cool, but it, you know, they know their audience and, you know, EDM, it's just obviously there's lights everywhere because they know that the majority of the people that are probably 
there are either on weed or MDMA or, you know, ecstasy and um, they're just enjoying themselves. But it does attract the person's vision and attract the person's concentration towards the stage. (laughs) So um, that's where that's where the therapeutic sense comes in. I'm not talking about that, but when how it's being used with people with PTSD and people who have gone through traumatic experiences. When you go through this, whether it is whether it just happened like a year ago or whether it happened back in the day when you were a child and you can like barely remember it because a lot of the times when we go through traumas, our brain does this special thing that we think it's, you know, we think it's great because it's helping us, but it's really not that great because it doesn't really allow us to work through our problems, but it does this thing where it blocks out stuff. I have, I don't remember the majority of my childhood, which is pretty crazy. And I thought it was just because I, I didn't have good memory, but, uh, when I go through therapy, my therapist is able to kind of bring out things that have happened in the past and it kind of helps me remember. So your brain does things. It's your ego too. It wants to keep you safe. Your brain wants to keep you happy and not even happy. It wants to keep you content and safe and feeling comfortable. And if you're having these these traumatic thoughts all the time, it's going to try and block it out. But some people also um, are not either not able to block it out or they're not able to process what has happened in the past. People who have been, you know, raped or have gone to war and seen horrible things. And even people like firefighters and cops and, you know, people go through traumatic stuff and you don't even have to be a frontline worker or anything. You could go through, a lot of people have trauma. Everybody has their own type of trauma, but a lot of people have uh, PTSD from a lot of, you know, traumatic events in their past and they're not able to process it and it affects their daily life. It affects their day-to-day living and that's when they seek out therapy and that's when a lot of the times, you know, they'll be put on like antidepressants and stuff and a lot of times that doesn't really work because it doesn't have to do with your your chemical um, makeup. It just has to do with the fact that, you know, not everything, re- you know, I believe in science totally, but we have to understand that this is a whole being that we're talking about when you're talking about a human. It's the science and their biological science, but it's also their their psychological thing going on. There's there's you have to be able to you know, we have a conscious and we have we have a soul and we have like shit that just remembers things and we have memory. And if you're not able to process something that's happened that was so horrible to you, then you're kind of just living with that in the back in your subconscious. And even though if you might not think about it every single day, it's still affecting your day to day life because you might have that lingering depression or depressive state. So it's going that's the whole thing with the therapy uh, with PTSD or like I said with people who have um, like adult autism with um, social anxiety and a lot of people are you know not, I, I can't say a lot of people because I don't really know how many but that's what they're studying now is to help with people who are anxious to go outside or to be around big groups of people um, or just to talk to somebody in general because that affects your life too. If you're not able to walk around outside, if you're not able to be in groups, if you're not able to sit down and talk with somebody, you can't hold a job, you can't, you know, hold relationships. And that's what, you know, that's what makes being a human fun is, is having, I don't want to say jobs are fun. They should be fun, but, um, that's what makes, you know, 
humans humans is we're we're here and we we have jobs and we have relationships and if you're not able to create those then it affects your life heavily and then also with um, people who have like I said the anxiety related to the life-threatening illnesses so what they do with the therapy it's pretty it's it's simple but not simple but they give the medication and they're not going to put you in a scene where there's a bunch of music playing and all this stuff they are literally um, from what I have seen, I'm sure other people, many you know, therapists are going to do it different ways. But from what I've seen, the majority of studies and the majority of videos and things that I've seen, um, they put you down on a couch. They don't put you down. They give you the medication and then they lay you down on a couch and you have a blindfold over your eyes. So your sensory of your vision is not taking over. Because if, like I said, MDMA if you are on it, you're usually listening to music and you're usually looking at lights because that is what is, um, that's what's attractive at the moment when you're on that that medication or that drug. So they have no music playing or very light music maybe and they put the blindfold over you and you basically, instead of going outward towards the music and going outward towards the the people around you when you're at the you know the club or the music scene or whatever wherever you're doing MDMA and instead of looking at the lights you are going inward and they sit and they talk with you and what is happening with the MDMA and other psychedelics is it is creating I don't know they they haven't done enough brain studies to know. I know that with like with psilocybin and other things, those kind of open up different pathways in the brain. I think I have to do some more research and I'll like I'll get back to you guys on this, but I think it's just when it releases that much serotonin and oxytocin and all that, it puts you in a lighter mood. It makes you happier. So when you're sitting and talking with your therapist, the therapist is going to bring up the traumatic events in the past that have um, that have caused all the you know the the issues that are going on with the PTSD or the social anxiety or with your life threatening illness, and it's they're they're talking about it, and while they're talking to you about it, it's not you're not taking it in a negative sense because you have your brain being flushed with these chemicals that you know it's okay to have your brain flushed with these chemicals you know for one treatment or two treatments whatever it is it's usually the issue is when people are doing it every single weekend or every other day that's when your brain you're depleting your brain of serotonin we are not these these beings our body cannot just create a fuck ton of serotonin because then it would just be well we could also go into serotonin uh serotonin syndrome which is like you're too much serotonin but our bodies create enough serotonin to get us through the day to day and a lot of the time sometimes it's you know a lot of the time sometimes a lot of the time um with people who have depression and stuff they're not uh creating enough of it or it's being sucked up too much and being like it's not allowing the the brain isn't allowing it to sit the serotonin to just sit in it it's like sucking it back up so you don't really get the feeling of it um but that's where what was I going with that just the fact that you you know I'm not that's why I want to make this clear that I don't want people to do this every single weekend I don't want you to do it every single you know every other day it's not good okay you have to understand people should that's why I'm here and I want to just educate because 
people who are doing MDMA all the time, I know people who are doing MDMA all the time. Like they'll go out for to like a bar, you know, when you were able to, and they would just do MDMA. It's not like a special occasion. It's not anything that's like they're not at a, a music concert or whatever. It's you can't do that. It's just you have to understand that when you are flushing your brain with that much chemical, just like when people take, just when a guy takes testosterone, right? When a guy is taking testosterone, when it's not under medical supervision and you're just getting it off the black market or off your buddy and you guys are shooting each other up in the bathroom in your butt and you're you're giving your body something that it already creates okay you're giving it a synthetic version of it or a you're giving it basically the the hormone or the neurotransmitter that it creates already so your body's going to be like oh i got too much of this already let me shut down the the factory that creates that testosterone and that's why guys who you know, are doing testosterone and it it feels all great and grand at first and they're growing their muscles and they're looking good and they got a fucking crazy sex drive. But then, you know, you got it. Everything comes to an end. Too much of anything is never good. Okay. So your body shuts down your testosterone making abilities and then your estrogen shoots up and then that's when you get your little boobies. Okay. The gynecomastia. So it's the same thing with serotonin. When you're flushing your brain with too much of a chemical, your brain is going to be like, yo, let's shut this down. I don't need, you know, this part of the brain to be making serotonin anymore. So let's shut that down. So then when the MDMA within three to six or eight hours comes out of your body and you're no longer on it, your brain is depleted of it. Because it sucked up all the serotonin and it shut down the creator of the serotonin, the little factory. So now your serotonin is low. And when you are doing, obviously, when you are in a therapeutic sense, they are going to make sure that you are treated correctly. So maybe your brain does not shut down the factories. There are other, you know, supplements and stuff that you could take to help keep the serotonin um from being too depleted, um, from being, you know, it, but when you take MDMA, it shuts down those reuptake pumps. So it's stopping the brain from reuptaking the serotonin. So reuptaking means it, it takes it away from your brain. It, it kind of like it, you know, if your brain, your brain is flushed with like dopamine or something, that's what happens when like you get a like on an Instagram post, you get a little shot of dopamine. So the chemicals in there, it's sitting in there, you feel it, it's good. And then, and then it it sucks it back up because it can't just sit there. So your brain, your body sucks it back up and it, you know, shuts down that serotonin or that dopamine. Um, What MDMA does is it shuts off those reuptake pumps. So it's helping keep you know, you're flushing your brain with the serotonin and your brain's just sitting there in a pool of serotonin. So it shuts off those reuptake uh, pumps. I'm trying to make this like, not in layman's terms, which is so people can like understand it when they're listening to this. And that's kind of what like SSRIs do. Well, that's what it's a serotonin selective reuptake inhibitor or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. So it inhibits the reuptake of it. So it keeps the serotonin in your brain 
floating around so the serotonin doesn't get sucked up so you can feel good and the serotonin obviously is there for your mood it heightens your mood it also has to do with your sleep cycle and you know all this stuff and it makes you feel happy but like I said the MDMA makes you have too much of it and that's why it feels so good but then your brain is like yo I'm gonna shut this down so then afterwards you feel crappy and people who take too much MDMA or they're taking it constantly, you are basically training your brain to not create serotonin. And that's no bueno because that's where, you know, depression lies for the most part. And that's where a lot of other issues lie. So don't do that. So back to the therapeutic sense of it, that's what's happening. You're sitting there, your, your brain is being flushed with the serotonin under a, you know, a licensed professional supervision. So you're safer this way instead of just sitting on your couch doing it yourself. And you also have, it's, it's, it's psychedelic and it's also MDMA assisted therapy. So it's not just you're taking something and they're leaving you in a room just to be with yourself. It's assisted therapy. The therapy is assisted by the MDMA. When I talk about psilocybin, the therapy is assisted by the psilocybin. When I'm talking about ketamine, the therapy is assisted by the ketamine. So when your therapist is sitting there talking about your life-threatening illness and the feelings that it gives you or your traumatic events that happened in the past and the feelings that it gives you and what comes up and why does it make you feel this way. You are now assisted by these drugs or these plants or this fungi to look at the situation in a different light. And that's it. That's basically what is happening. Um... I am obviously a big advocate about all this stuff because I believe that a lot of things can be fixed, and I mean it, fixed in this world if we just fix the mental health of the world, of the country, of the state, of all of this, the government, of all this bullshit. So that is... uh, I don't want to, you know, I, 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 you know, if I was talking about psilocybin, which I will again, or if I'm talking about like, you know, LSD and stuff, like I would be, ran, you know, rambling on and on about it. But I don't want to do that with, um, with MDMA because I don't want it to come off as I'm like, yo, take this shit. Like, it's so great because people can definitely, you can die. I mean, I, I don't, I haven't looked at like the death rate with people like overdosing on MDMA, but you can you can definitely go into you know severe dehydration, severe hyponatremia, maybe hyper polemia uh, with uh, where your potassium is too high, or maybe it's the opposite. I think when you have hype, I think when you have hyponatremia, you have hyperkalemia. But a lot of things, you know, people don't understand how important their electrolytes are. And I think it's crazy like that. That should be taught a lot more in school, not just to to medical um, to medical you know school, not in medical school, not in nursing school, not in like those types. Of, it should be with everybody because people don't understand when you drink too much water, you're depleting your electrolytes. That's why people, you know, and when you're drinking like Gatorade and stuff, the majority of it is just fucking sugar. So people need to understand the electrolytes with like taking electrolyte tablets and stuff and being able to like balance yourself out. A lot of people 
who, you know, I'm not saying that I did this, but a lot of people I know um, that are firefighters and nurses and people who are have access to these IV bags, um, they're giving themselves IV bags constantly when they're when they're hungover. But like you're flooding yourself with a lot of sodium. Like a lot, you know, and um, that's, you know, you could get hypernatremic and you could get to the point where you're dehydrating yourself even more it's just there's so much with electrolytes that people need to understand and i want you to understand when you take mdma you are it 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 dehydrates you it flushes out just like meth does just like amphetamine i mean and adderall does amphetamines in general caffeine dehydrates you all of these things we need to understand the basic science of the human body you need electrolytes to work your heart. You need electrolytes to work your brain. You need electrolytes to work your body, literally. And when you're depleted with these, that's when issues arise. And that's when people come into the hospital and they're hyper or hyponatremic and they're sitting there and they fucking, their heart is just like out of whack or they're hyperkalemic and their heart is out of whack or they're hyper or hypokalemic or just like all of the you know hypo hyper magnesium and just all of these things that people are coming in because they don't understand the basic mechanisms of the electrolytes and a lot of people take MDMA and I have done it in the past I'm not saying I do it now I'm saying I've done it in the past with when I was you know younger and stupid and I would just chug water and chug it and chug it and chug it and I'd be like why do I feel so dehydrated still and it's because you're not fucking drinking your electrolytes Jessica and it's same thing happens with alcohol it dehydrates the fuck out of you and then you wake up the next morning and you feel like shit because you're mainly dehydrated also your equilibrium your equilibrium is probably all out of whack but you're mainly dehydrated and then you drink a bunch of water and water and water and then you don't understand why you don't feel better and it's because you're fucking electrolytes are out of whack we need to get on board with the electrolytes but you also need to remember to not drink too many electrolytes because then you're fucking it's all a balance okay life is a balance we need to understand that too much of anything is no bueno if you have ptsd if you have a solid reason to be taking mdma in a in a therapeutic sense too much serotonin in that little area is okay because you're having it done therapeutically and you're under the supervision of a medical professional and a therapist and they have been fucking well versed on how to deal with people who are taking mdma it is fucking snowing cats and dogs out right now holy shit it's been snowing all day, but we're like, there's like a, a solid inch on my porch right now. Even more, probably. I think we're, there's like two inches on my porch right now. <sighs> but in it, see, that's a lot of water, you know, like and people who go like out into the fucking mountains when you're up really high in altitude, it dehydrates you as well. And we need to, or when you're down in Florida or anywhere that's really hot and you're sweaty, and what do you think's coming out of your pores? Those electrolytes. And what do you think's happening when you're peeing constantly because you're drinking so much water? You're just depleting your electrolytes. When your pee or your urine is completely dilute to the point where it just looks like you didn't do anything, 
in the toilet, that's not that healthy. People say that clear urine is great. Yeah, the clear, but it still needs to have like a yellow tint to it. Otherwise, you're just pissing out water and you're pissing out all your electrolytes. You don't have anything else to piss out. So I just went on a little rant. I'm sorry. No more rants. MDMA, I'm just here and I, I just wanted to put that out there. I just wanted to explain how it's working and what's going on. And hopefully one day soon, it will be accepted by the FDA, or the FDMA, the FDA, and uh, you know it's it's legalized in a lot of other places, a lot of other countries for uh, therapeutic use. So, really, all the use. I mean, Oregon's just allowing you to have whatever the fuck you want, but um, people need to be uh, just educated on this, and that's why I'm here. That's why I just I don't know why I just have a uh, a feeling that I need to just you know, spread the seed of education, if you know what I mean. That was kind of gross, but spread the seed of education. So I love you guys. Um, I hope you enjoy this. I am going to the next one. I don't know what I'm going to do for the next episode, but I'm just uh, just sitting here in the fucking cold. And um, I love doing these episodes and I'm just going to get more into it because it's what I want to do. I'm going to get, I'm going to get certified hopefully to be in psychedelic sitter school and hopefully, you know, I'll be doing an IV ketamine uh, session soon in one of these ketamine clinics up here. And I, cause I just want to experience it through the IV and through the therapeutic sense. I'm not saying that I've experienced any other way. I'm just saying I want to experience it this way. So I know what I'm talking about when I say that you go for the therapeutic use of ketamine that's it all right um mdma if you guys have any questions just let me know um on my instagram it's jessica underscore underscore under i I think it's two underscores or three underscores if you just type in jessica stark i think s-t-a-r-k it should it should pop up not that i'm super i only have i don't have that many followers but you know hopefully it just pops up um i love you guys i hope you have an amazing friday and i hope you guys are warmer than i am at the moment Cause it's fucking cold outside and everything is closed and you can't go to the gym without making a reservation. It's all, this whole thing is fucking ridiculous, but it's not because people are dying of COVID, but I just, COVID needs to go the fuck away. All right. I hope you guys have a beautiful day and I'll uh, talk to you soon. Peace.